In this episode, I walk you through my 20-minute planning process on how I create a perfect week every single week. Now, it's unfair to say that I'm going to have a perfect week every single week, but I do be very intentional about planning and creating and envisioning that week. It's a 20-minute process, and I'm going to walk you through it step-by-step, and it all starts right now. One thing is for certain, just because it's tried and true doesn't mean it's working right now. So the big question is this, where can you learn what is working right now? The strategies, the tactics, the psychology, and the exact how-to, how to grow your business, how to blow up your personal brand and supercharge your personal growth. That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answer. My name is Sharon Srivatsa, and welcome to Business School. Today, I want to offer you a peek inside my personal ritual every single weekend to create the perfect week. Now, does that mean that I have a perfect week every single week? Absolutely not. But you should know this. You can't leave perfect to chance. Say it again. You can't leave perfect to chance. I can't just... Uh, expect to finish a wedding and look back and say, oh, that was a perfect wedding without any planning, right? If you want something done the way you want it done, it's totally okay to control the inputs, to control the variables and plan. I don't want you and me to sit back at the end of our lives and turn around and look back and say, well, it could have been better. There's nothing worse than the pain of regret, And instead of the pain of regret, I want to give you the complete intentionality and the power to plan so that you can plan something the way you want it to happen, exactly the way you want it to happen. Now, we just have to know that from time to time, things may not go our way, and that's okay, but at least we planned and we created a lot of intention behind how something is going to happen, how something is going to unfold. A lot of times people will tell me, well, Sharon, I'm at the beck and call of clients. Whenever my client calls, I answer the phone. Whenever, you know, uh, I'm expected to be available 24-7. I understand if that is your life, I understand. It's hard to kind of plan around it. But, you know, we teach people how to treat us. At some point in time, we need to have the ability to plan the perfect day to plan a desired day, heck, to plan an average day. I can't just wake up and look at my email and just say, well, what is today gonna bring? Like, that's just not okay. Like, what is today gonna bring? Or worse, what is tomorrow gonna bring is a terrible, terrible, terrible idea. So today I wanna give you a little window into that. There is a, it is a three-part process. It takes about 20 minutes in total, and I'm gonna walk you through all of that in significantly less time than that. So again, this is my personal weekend ritual. You're welcome to take it, adapt it, modify it, (laughs) throw it out and build your own. But one thing is for certain, if you don't have a ritual or routine to design what your week is gonna look like, then, you don't know what the cat ever drags in, right? So there's three parts of this puzzle. I generally end up doing this on Sunday mornings, but uh, this actually, this routine starts on Friday for me. On Friday, I spend, uh, which is generally the end of my work week. I I know, I I work normal work hours, if you will. Um, I I mean, I work all the time. But uh, 
I take meetings generally or think about stuff during Monday through Friday of a work week like many of you do. And what I like to do on Fridays right before I finish up my week is I do this process that um, my friend and mentor Michael Shergold taught me. He called the review preview. I review the past week and I preview the next week. I will tell you in all this review preview process takes maybe, maybe five minutes. Right, and let me walk you through mechanically how to do this. If you actually take my productivity course, I walk you through how I do this. You know, every single week, I actually take you through my calendar, show you how I do it. I actually pull up my live calendar and show you how I'm doing the review and the preview. So, but I'll give you the the high level around it. Um, by the way, if I forget, if you need it, it's the productivityplaybook.info, productivityplaybook.info, and you can get uh, everything related to the productivity course there. And it's my best ideas from the last 20 years that you can install in your business and in your life right now. So let me tell you about the review preview. I literally open my calendar and I look at the last, call it seven days of the week. And I just go through day by day of the appointments that I had. I just look through Monday, look at the appointments that I had, and I'm asking myself one question. Do I owe anything from this? Is there an obligation? Is there a project? Is there a follow-up item? I'm just doing that. So I'm going through each day and I'm saying, do I owe anything? Do I owe anything? Do I owe anything? Do I owe anything? And that's the review. Literally, that's it. And if I owe something, I write it down. And then once it's done, I'm done for the review. That means I don't have any open loops left. I don't have any unkept promises so that I am complete with the week that just happened. Then I do the preview. And the preview is just looking ahead seven days. A lot of people will look ahead 14 days. I like skimming 14 days just to see if there's something coming up, travel, birthdays, etc. Because it's all on my calendar. And I'm just skimming. But I like looking just at the next week ahead. And when I look at the next upcoming week, I'm just looking day by day for everything that is coming up. And then I ask, do I need to do anything in preparation? Right? Very simple. When you look back, you say, do I need to do anything in follow-up? When you look forward, you say, do I need to do anything in preparation? So let's say I have three meetings on Monday and they're all, uh, I have to show up and I have to deliver something. Well, I need to make some notes saying, hey, I need to prepare for this, right? So I write down what I need to prepare for that. Let's say I have a keynote presentation. Well, I hopefully I have it started, but at least I know that that needs some work. So I write it down. And then I just go through every day of the following week. And I, that way I'm always at least a few days a week ahead and I know what's coming up in the week. That also allows me to figure out where to schedule my um, workouts, where to schedule my food, where to schedule my lunches, where to schedule what I'm going to eat, um, in anything, any coordination I need to do with my family. I do all of that. And literally, I will tell you this entire process, it actually does not take very long. Probably, I don't know, probably five, ten minutes max. That sets us up for what happens on Sunday, and which is what I want to talk to you about today, which is the weekend ritual to set up a perfect week. So given that the review preview is out of the way, I'm mechanically in place for the week. Now, a lot of people are like, well, Sharon, that seems so boring. Well, I would, I, I don't want to be known as the guy who drops the ball. I want to show up ready for my meetings. I don't want to have any stress. I don't want to do. That's why sometimes I might end up waking up early and doing a little work on the weekends because I know that something is coming up. So I do whatever I need to do to get whatever I need to get done so that I stay ahead of the game. All right. All that said, if you are open to it, I would do the review preview on Fridays that allows you to kind of just walk through the next seven days while looking back at the next seven days. But let's get into the weekend ritual to setting up a perfect week. Now, I'm going to walk you through it. Uh, I got like nine steps. I'll take just a few minutes and tell you exactly what I do. And the first step, you're going to laugh at it. 
I generally like to do this on a Sunday, generally in the mornings, uh, because it gives me like the entire day, just in case something comes up, I can carve out from the family and say, hey, I need an hour to do something. I can do that, but generally I don't have to. But I, I like having that because if I don't have that, then I'm rushing Sunday nights and it kind of causes more stress. Again, I've learned that about myself and I kind of want to transfer that learning to you. So the first thing that I do while I do this is I get my laptop, I get a you know a couple of sheets of paper. Generally, it's just a couple, one sheet of paper is all I need to plan. And um, I brew a large cup of Kona coffee. If you know me, you know my love for Kona coffee. There is, I love the, I don't even like, I don't even like the taste of coffee. I just love how the therapeutic nature of how it smells. I just love the smell. Sometimes I just want to own a coffee store just to walk in and smell coffee. Like it's the coolest, greatest. I love the smell, the aroma of coffee. So number one, I brew a large cup of Kona coffee. It gets me in the mood. Number two, I literally walk over to our printer in our house that my kids use and I pull out a sheet of paper from the printer tray. And I, that's number two. I just pull out one sheet of paper. Number three, I write down everything that I think I need to do. So before I do any of this, just so I'll tell you what I do. I take the sheet of paper, I generally put it into landscape mode, right? Which is, I flip it around and I draw three columns. So I divide it into three equal, not halves, three into thirds, right? And the reason I do that is because I give myself full space where I can write things in lists um, on one side. And then on the back, if I need to draw, I do that. But literally I have one piece of paper divided, divided up into, into uh, three columns. And my job is to write down everything that I think I need to do. Projects, to-dos, action items, anything. Literally, if it's a to-do or action of any sort that I need to do, it gets put on that one sheet so I can get it out of my head, all right? It gets put on that one sheet so I can get it out of my head. That's number three where I literally write down every single thing that I need to do. I write down everything that I need to do. now projects to do anything that requires an action. Now, the reason I do this without a lot of like reference or looking at my to-do list, et cetera, is I just want to know what's going on in my head, right? Anything that I need to put down, I put everything down on that list. This can be this, it doesn't matter what the size of the project is, I just get everything out of my head and onto that piece of paper. That's my that's my goal. Um, so number four, the, the, the side note that I said, I divide this into three columns is only because I'm trying to organize this brain dump in some way. And I'm not writing about my feelings, my emotions, like this is not the time for that. This is just an action dump. Anything and everything that I need to the, that I'm thinking about that I need to do, maybe change the batteries of the smoke alarm to fi finish your taxes. It doesn't matter. Everything that has a to-do and action item goes on that page. The only reason it has three columns is because, because uh, <laughs> I mean, it allows me to organize or at least look like it's somewhat organized, all right? Here's number five. As I said, I only include action items for a very specific reason because this doesn't, this is not, this is not my cathartic kind of journaling process in any way. It's super important to know this. It's super important to know that anything that is on your mind that you feel like you need to do, this is the time to dump it out. So like I said, it can be something as complex as your taxes to cleaning out the closet, to recording this podcast or to calling my mom. It doesn't matter. No thoughts, no feelings, action items only. That's number five. 
So recap really quickly. Number one, brew a large cup of Kona coffee. Number two, pull out a single sheet of paper from the printer tray. Number three, write down all these actions. If it's an action, write it down. Number four, as I should, share, um, divide the sheet into three little parts, three equal columns. Number five, include only action items. And that's where we are. I leave the back of the sheet of paper empty just in case I need to sketch, draw, or think that whatever comes into my ADD head, right? So uh, I just leave this the back blank. And sometimes I'd say, hmm, I don't know how to solve this problem or I'll get a stroke of genius kind of creative thought. So I'll just flip the piece of paper and I'll just start to draw. Uh, sometimes I'll draw a mind map. Sometimes I'll draw a flow chart. Sometimes I'll draw an if-then statement for the nerd and engineer that is listening right now. Sometimes I'll just, you know, draw out some automation. Sometimes I'll just uh, build a new business plan. Sometimes I'll, you know, draw out some boxes and diagrams. Sometimes I'll draw entity structures. Sometimes I'll draw financial engineering. Sometimes I'll draw like deals and entities. Sometimes I'll just draw money flow. Uh, sometimes I'll draw like, you know, social media stuff. It doesn't matter what it is, but I leave the back of the piece of paper, give me the ability to just kind of sketch and be creative. You may be like, well, Sharon, can you do that iPad, whatever? Sure, but I like using this one sheet of paper, cool? All right, that's, that's number six. Here's number seven. Once this process is done, it probably takes me like 10 minutes to get this whole thing done because I'm doing this week after week, right? Once I've done this process, number seven is I look at this front piece of the paper. And I just circle very, very diligently and intentionally. I circle the items that must be completed in the upcoming week. I'll say it again. I'll circle the items that must be completed in the upcoming week. Not that I'd like to have completed, not that it would be nice to get completed, not that, you know, I wanna get ahead completed. I only circle the items that must be completed that I have a deadline, that there is no other choice that has to be completed in the upcoming week. Because what I've noticed is that when something is, doesn't have a hard deadline for me, yeah, I'd like to get ahead of it, but if but to me, I, I don't need it because I'm, I'm pretty structured in my planning. So I always am a week ahead or two weeks ahead. It, I will break up the task sometimes. So for example, let's say I am recording this podcast and I'm thinking about this podcast. Well, I don't have to record it next week. However, I may say, you know what? The one thing that must be completed is me uh, picking the topic and outlining the podcast so that whenever I have a chance the following week, I can record it. So the must be completed for that is when I when I break off the task into two pieces and put one of those pieces as a must to do, right? The key thing is this, if I don't do this, all hell breaks loose. I circle the items that must be completed in the upcoming week. Once I have that, everything gets you know, everything actually like starts to fall into place. Um, number eight, I then, when I look at that list of the things that must be completed in the upcoming week, I then decide what I'm going to do today, Sunday, what I'm going to today. And then I generally give myself a one to two hour limit. My one hour is during the day when the kids are asleep, doing whatever. And then another hour in the evening, if I need to plan or get something else done, I give myself a two hour limit to, otherwise if I don't, then I'll just work all day, which I end up doing sometimes. Uh, because, you know, everyone's doing whatever they're doing in the house, but I like to give myself a one to two hour limit in this process. The reason I say this is because that way I decide what I'm going to do that day. And when I see the things that are coming up that I need to complete that week, I know what I'm going to do that day. This is a super simple process. So you know what you're going to tackle today and what you're going to tackle the rest of the week. Now, the last part of this, number nine, is basically saying, well, now that I know what I know now, knowing what I know now, I plan my Monday 
from start to finish on my calendar so that I have every block of time accounted for during the day with no white space. Even if I'm taking a break, I put that process in there. I say it again. Knowing what I know now, I plan my Monday from start to finish on my calendar so that I have every block of time accounted for during the day with no white space. Even if I'm taking a break, I put that on my calendar. Sometimes I'll say one hour for a walk, put it on the calendar. One hour to you know relax, I put it on the calendar. Take a nap, put it on the calendar. Meditate. I completely script that Monday right? And then I script the Tuesday, then the Wednesday, then the Thursday, then the Friday. The reason is since I now have the things that must be completed in that upcoming week, I know exactly where they slot in and I can put them in because if I can't find a way to put those blocks on my calendar and have me time to do them, when are they ever going to get done? And then I'm just going to wait till Friday and I'm going to stress out again. So to me, it's not just putting something on the to-do list on my to-do list. It is finding its place on the calendar so that I don't have to worry about the to-do list anymore. I don't have to be like, oh, what do I have to do today? It's all on the calendar and every piece of time is accounted for. So sometimes when someone says, hey, Sharon, can I meet with you? And I'm like, no, I don't have the time. The reason is I already have that time committed for other projects because what a lot of people do is they keep their projects on their to-do list and they keep their calendar open apart from meetings, right? And then... When someone says, do you want to meet with me or can you meet? You say yes. Even though you don't know the priority of that project, you say yes. And then you put that meeting on the calendar and then you realize that the to-do list items never got on the calendar because you need time to work on them. And then you feel behind, then you feel stressed, and then you just get resentful. Keeping the appointments with yourself is more important than almost anything else because if you can't keep your own appointments with yourself, why would other people want to keep appointments with you? right? Keeping appointments with yourself is more important than anything else. Because if you can't keep appointments with yourself, why would other people want to keep appointments with you? Right? That's why this, and this process literally takes 20 minutes. Um, I walked you through the, the whole thing. And I'd say at the end of this, my big mug of Kona coffee is complete. And I feel relaxed and rested. Hopefully that day I don't have a lot to do. And if I do, I just kind of get permission from the family that I need to carve off some time and either record a podcast or do a call or record some content or write a proposal or whatever. And I just do it. It's a lot easier when I can kind of enroll my family into doing something as opposed to saying, oh, I got seven hours worth of work today. And they understand that because they also know that I'm thoughtful about it and I just don't randomly want to do it, right? So, um, High level, let me take uh, 10 seconds and just give you a super quick run through of the whole process uh, as I wrote it down and then uh, give you your day back. Now, first on the Sunday, I kick off with a little cup of Kona coffee. I pull out a sheet of paper. I divide it up in three columns. On those columns, all I do is write. I write every single action item that is in my head. It can be something as big as taxes, to cleaning the closet, to recording a podcast, to writing an email, whatever, I put everything on the piece of paper as long as it's action items only. I leave the back of the piece of paper empty just in case I need to draw or think or whatever. Most importantly, I circle the items that must be completed in the upcoming week. I then decide if any of those items need to be completed today, which is generally the Saturday or the Sunday that I'm doing it on and give myself a time limit, like an hour or two hours but you want to give yourself a time limit. Otherwise, otherwise time, uh, the project will expand to the time allotted, which you don't want. Then, since I know what I know now, since I know the things that must be completed in the upcoming week, I start to slot them into various slots on the calendar. 30-minute blocks, 60-minute blocks, 90-minute blocks, multiple blocks. And then once all of those is filled out, 
any other white space that is remaining, I block it off, either rest time, recreation time, travel time, etc. So I have a completely scripted week, completely scripted week. And once that's done, I'm ready for the day because then I'm uh, ready to tackle any of the important things that come against me, to me, and interrupt me for the rest of the week. That is a ritual that I use to actually spend just 20 minutes creating the perfect week every single week. Remember, you cannot leave perfect to chance. You cannot leave perfect to chance. All it takes is a little bit of planning so that you can define and defend the per perfect week that you want to have. It takes the scripting, it takes intentionality, and it doesn't take a lot of time. Once you fall in love with the plot process, you'll realize that almost anything that you want just lies on the other side of you sketching it out, all out on a little piece of paper. Remember, however you slice it, greatness is a choice. And how you choose to plan your week is probably how your week is going to end up. Um, I talk about a lot of this in my uh, productivity playbook, if you are interested in that. It's productivityplaybook.info. Go ahead and uh, check it out and it'll break down this process of how you plan and how you reduce stress and increase joy in your life so that you can get done whatever you want to get done so you can have the best life that you want on your terms. Uh, thank you for uh, hanging out with me on this one. I'll catch you on the next one. Hey, Sharon, I have a cool gift for you. I took some of my best ideas from the last 20 years and created a five-day MBA. It's quick and action-packed that you can listen to on the go, just like this podcast. And I want to give it to you for free, just as a thank you for listening to the show. No fluff, no gimmicks, just pure actionable ideas for you to use instantly. You can grab it right now at businessschoolshow.com. That's businessschoolshow.com dot com.